another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Lunt. Hello, everyone. La, 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 la. I am Jacob Trowbridge. How are you doing this evening, Jake? I am clearly in the midst of my vocal warm-ups, just trying to get all ready, get my best presented for, uh, for the listeners. Well, that's good. I mean, I suppose you just got done with work, came right over here because, you know, I obviously over. the podcast is the most important thing in the world. That's right. Whereas I've been off of work for hours now since I work early, and I've been doing warm-ups, you know, since then. So I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do this. Perfect. Now, to be clear, I did stop into my own home very briefly, at least to say hello to my fiancé, to the pups, to the cats, but then immediately right over here. Of course. Because I'm excited. To we're, get into what we're getting, we're finally into cleared the divisional breakdowns and can get into some more fun stuff. I am just the weight has been lifted, oh. the shoulder pads have been lightened, so yes. to speak, and now we get to get into. I feel like Mark Wahlberg in Invincible when oh. he takes off the bulky shoulder pads and he oh. puts on the little punter ones or quarterback ones. Oh yeah, so he can run better. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. I just feel lighter and you know able to move better and just. It and feels now great. we're sprinting down that's field. Right. That's right. I like it. We get to talk about our drinking buddies yes. today. Like, I'm high guys type episode where you know players were high on. So we're gonna go through one player position by position that we're each high on, who we want to be our drinking buddy for the season. That's right. It's who do you want to watch succeed on the field while you are sitting with beer in hand on Sunday? That's that, right. That, my friend, is your drinking buddy. Absolutely. So this is going to be a fun one. Absolutely. But first, as always, yes. a couple little you know house cleaning things we got to do here. The uh, best kind of house cleaning. Absolutely. What are we drinking this week? We are drinking a Devastator Double Buck. I'm really excited about this. It looks really tasty. Me too. It's out of Wasatch Brewery. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I really don't know. Um, they say right on the can here, if you're going to sin big, or if you're going to sin, sin big. Which I 100% agree with. I feel that's um, a little odd coming out of Utah, you know, since they have a lot of Mormons out there. It's, you know. Is that not the sin state? I don't. It's not what I would call the sin state. Okay. But is it okay if I call it the Sin State just while we're drinking this beer? And fun fact, this is Utah's first craft brewery, Ooh. established 1986. So there's that as well. Um, they also talk about cults on this. It's a real weird move for it's, this Utah it's interesting. beer. But I kind of, I dig it. I really dig it. Yes, right. so I'm excited about this. Nice clear beer. This is beautifully clear. Yeah, uh, it's so this nice, is technically a double Bach lager. Yes, it's it's brown. You know, it's got that Bach color to it. A little bit darker, but it is crystal clear. It is nice. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, that's sweet. Oh, that's tasty. That's, that's dangerous. That's good malt. Yeah, it's very malty. That's a dangerously smooth beer. At 8%? Yeah, 8%. It's... um. I could drink a whole fistful of those. That's at eight percent. I'm I'm likely to show up in our next segment real soon uh, if I if I kept hammering these guys home. Yeah, these, this is delightful. 
I mean, oh my goodness. invest in this some more. Very high marks for this beer. Oh, I really like this. Way to go, Wasatch. Yes. Wasatch. Wasachi. I don't know. Uh, very much enjoyed. Yes. And good I choice. wish I had brought several of those yes, over. Yes, good choice Thank this week. Thank you. I try. Um, now, on to another good bit of housekeeping. It is our Drunk Trade of the Week. This one comes in from Reddit from Iron Fist VGP. What does the VGP stand for? I don't know, and I probably don't want to. Very good person. Gross. Come on. Stop trying to be so wholesome. You, We just drank Utah's most sinful beer, and you're trying to be all... Well, after, after Bob last Saget's week's episode in, in the Las Vegas talk here, <laughs> I figure I gotta try to, you know, reel it back a little bit mm, here. Mm. Fair. All right. Well, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that last week's episode. Yeah, you think we're going to tell you what we're talking about now? <laughs> Fat chance. <laughs> but the drunk trade of the week, um, Iron Fist VGP says, had a guy in my league last year trade Aaron Rodgers for Devonta Freeman before the first games even happened. Came to me the next day upset because he was wasted. L-O-L. Well, he wasn't... The guy that made the trade wasn't really LOLing. <laughs> the guy, the guy who um, traded away Aaron, yes, for a soon-to-be-injured Devonta. Yes. Here's the thing, though, he was bummed about it before the injury even happened. Right. Well, I would be too. That's just that's just a dumb trade. You did it to yourself. Well, absolutely. So, look, drink responsibly and all that. Um, but or, also, just be better at being drunk. Or, if you're going to get drunk like that, make sure you log out of you know whatever website you're using to do your Dynasty or Redraft Ooh, League. Yeah. And make the password so difficult that you'll never remember it when you're drunk. <laughs> so that you can't just log in and, and make dumb trades. Like That's the moral of the story. That's a good tip. Yeah. I like that. Or, hire somebody to follow you around that night and then slap your phone out of your hand. But what if you drink like every night? then that's a lot of money you're spent on someone just following you around. I mean, you do what you do and to win And chances are, they would end up becoming your drinking buddy and they would encourage you to make trades. Oh, so, you think there'd be like some side action between between that guy and all the rest of the league? Well, like he'd be taking bribes? Oh, I didn't think that angle. I just thought they'd end up drinking together oh. and he would encourage them, yeah, you should make this trade. Oh, and, you know, yeah, just generally yeah. egging on. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do to you, certainly. Well, so, absolutely. Yeah, I think that holds I would water. No less. <laughs> that holds water. That holds beer. All right. Uh, fantastic. I would rate that. Oh, I mean, it's not the worst I've seen. I'd rate that uh, four out of thirty natty lights. Uh, yeah, that's it's pretty bad though. <laughs> I just it's it would have gotten the full case uh, if this happened like during the injury, but. Because it was far yeah. enough in advance, and hopefully it's a one-quarterback league. I don't know. Hopefully, I'm trying to make excuses. Here. I don't know if that makes it much better. It's bad. I don't know. Let's it's just say bad. bad. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the fun stuff. In, yeah, here. into the meat of the episode here. Yeah. So, so drinking buddies. Our drinking buddies. So guys we're targeting in our mm-hmm. drafts. These are yep. personal connections that we're making here. Um, and taking everything into account, their current ADP. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we project, obviously, their mm-hmm. season-long finish will be, their consistency week to week, and just overall value. That's mm-hmm. what we're looking for yeah, here. Absolutely. That's when you crack open that eighth beer on Sunday and you're watching this guy play, you want to feel confident. So we have confidence in these guys. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All so, right. do you want to kick us off with the inaugural drinking buddy? Yes. At my, quarterback? My inaugural drinking buddy is Jameis Winston. Oh, you might have to have a few extra. <laughs> so, once that third interception gets thrown. No. No, no, no. no. All, All right. right. Sell Here's, me on Jameis Winston. All right. Here we go. So, according to Fantasy Pros, his ADP is 110 overall. So, he's going at the 1002. Basically, going off the board is the QB 14. All right. Not even QB one status. No, not even QB one status. Okay. In 2018, last season, he started 11 games. And I know last season was kind of a roller coaster of a shit show. But he started 11 games, had almost just under 3,000 yards and 19 touchdowns. Plus, almost 300 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown on top of it. So, not too bad. Not too bad. That's pretty, I mean, that's yes. pretty solid. Yes. You know, for somebody who, obviously, the the leading storyline mm-hmm. is how often he was benched in favor of Ryan Fitzmagic. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, to yes. be fair. Um, that, those are weirdly good numbers. Mm-hmm. Right, from a fantasy perspective. Absolutely. So, here's what else. New head coach in town. Oh, yeah. Bruce Arians. Bruce. I think we all know this. So, Bruce Arians, he made Carson Palmer a thing and fantasy relevant. He sculpted him, sculpted him out of whatever weird clay he kept in the back of his So, in seasons locker. where Carson Palmer played at least 15 games, he threw for at least 4,200 yards. Wow. Yeah, Carson Palmer. Yeah. All right. The Carson yes. Palmer. Jameis also has a ton of offensive weapons at his disposal. He's got Mike Evans, mm-hmm. perennial wide receiver one. Yes. Or on the cusp. He's like right there if he's not a wide receiver one. Perpetual like yes. 1,300 yards. Yeah. Up. Yes. Chris Godwin. People are very hyped up on him right now. People Ooh. love him. Yes. Yeah. Hype train's going crazy. O.J. Howard. Facts. Highly drafted tight end. Again, someone else that people are expecting to take that next step forward this year. So you've got three great offensive weapons. So if if everybody expects those three people to perform well and perform very high, like I said, Mike Evans, wide receiver one. Chris Godwin, they're projecting to be a wide receiver two this year. O.J. Howard, they're expecting to be a top four or five tight end. Well, the person that's throwing them the ball, by default, has to have a pretty darn good season. Wait, wait. Hold on. I need to do some math to make sure that that is correct. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. And I understand the concerns with the interceptions, because that is a very big concern. He had 14 interceptions last season in 11 games, starting 11 games. Not great. (laughs) So not great. But I feel like that's going to get corrected this year. You know, last year they had Deshaun Jackson. Couldn't connect with him very well. You know, he just, his accuracy was off. I don't think he, you know, had a very, got into a very good rhythm being on this roller coaster of, am I going to start? Am I going to get pulled at halftime? Do I come in at halftime at the next game? Like, what's going on? Like, it's hard to get into a good rhythm. Where am I? And have the confidence that, that you're the guy. And, and do what you need to do. 
And then also, lastly, the Bucks have a below-average defense, so chances are that was the kindest way you could have possibly. <laughs> they put that. are going to be playing from behind pretty much every game, especially with the division they're in with the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. It's so, shootout central. Man. Yes, it really is. So with all those things combined. That's why he's my drinking buddy. Oh, and you even slammed the table right. for him. That's how fucking ferocious you are That's about right. Jameis Winston. I love that. I dig that. Can I ask you an honest question, though? Well, better than dishonest questions. So well, yes. I, I'll save the. I'll probably ask a handful of those too. But for right now, an honest question: How many interceptions does Jameis throw this year? And then I have a follow-up after you answer that question. Fifteen. That's improvement yes um considering he's on like a 1.2 per game pace yes that is better it would still be very sad at the end result because it's rare that quarterbacks in general throw more than 15 interceptions it just it is i think last year there was a handful of guys but they were at the very tippy top right of the list so if he throws that many, do you think there's any wavering whatsoever when Arians comes to town? No. Any of this BS, ah, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. No. Okay. It's smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. They, they really have no one else this year. Fitzmagic has gone. He has. To a different Florida gone to team. to similar sunny pasture. And, yeah, there's no one else. And this is the last year of Jameis's contract. So they kind of need to know what they've gotten him, if they're going to ride with him and extend him after the season, or are they going to draft the quarterback of the future in this upcoming draft this next year or maybe go after a free agent or something. So I think he's on a very long leash. I think he gets to play the entire season, and I think he's going to succeed and get that fat contract at the end of the season. Get that fat W. That's he's right. eat that fat yeah, he's W. eat those Ws. Nom, 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 <laughs> full cookie monster on that. I love it. I dig it. I'm Team Jameis. Awesome. Record. I love it. I mean, he's on my roster in our Dynasty team, so of course I'm Team Jameis. Uh, you know who else I'm Team? Who are you, Team? Team Dak. I am Team Dak. I'm right there with you. I'm yes. Team Dak as well. We These are our drinking buddies yes. right now. We'll, we're going to be toasting to these two quite frequently, I think. Uh, look, Dak Prescott, I don't know what more you have to do to prove to the rest of these fuckers out here that you are a top tier fantasy quarterback but you've already proven it to me you i mean keep doing your thing Mm -hmm. he's finished as a top 10 qb every year he's been in the league three years straight that's pretty darn impressive pretty good right qb6 qb10 qb10 give it give it to me yeah i'll take that all day long i want it and i know he's not sexy about it but it doesn't matter you're still qb10 and it's curious that he's not the sexy pick because he has all the traits that people typically associate with a sexy pick, right? He has the rushing ability. Mm-hmm. You love to see that, right? The Russell yes. Wilsons, the Patrick's Mahomes of the world. Correct. That's sexy. Well, he's got that. He's gotten the touchdown numbers every year. Mm-hmm. He's got that. He's gotten six touchdown rushing touchdowns every single every year. Every year. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Six, six, That's six. That's floor. Mark of the Beast. I think that means he's in for an even bigger scale year this year. Um, and and what's most exciting to me is Amari Cooper. I know that we are individually divided on the merit of Amari Cooper as a fantasy asset. We are, but as an asset for Dak Prescott, you you just can't you can't fault it. It's it's too perfect. Well, it's definitely an upgrade from what they've had. 
as far as their wide receiver core. I, I mean, there's, there's no doubting that. What did they have? They had nobody. They had a rookie in Michael Gallup who mm-hmm. looked lost. And rightfully so, because he was being asked to carry a very significant yes. role. And they um, had Cole Beasley as their number one for the first half of the and year. And nobody wants that. When Cole Beasley <laughs> is your deep threat, and you still manage to put up decent fantasy weeks, my God, give you a fucking yeah, parade. Absolutely. Instead, he's dropped super far. Nobody's taking him. But his pace with Amari Cooper, I need to reiterate this. I know we talked about this uh, with the Amari side, what he looked like with Dak. But we have to look at what Dak looks like with Amari. His, I'll give you his pace before Amari came in. Okay. okay. Lay it on me. He was, he was almost 3,300 yards passing, 18 passing touchdowns, four and a half rushing touchdowns. Still a good season. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, I don't understand quite you how you get more. that half a rushing touchdown, but I'll, I'll let that slide. Well, you put one leg in, but the other one stays out. Oh, it's so a hokey like ho- pokey yeah, situation. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. No, okay. It's the hokey pokey of touchdown stats. But his full pace with Amari, almost 4,400 passing yards, 25 passing touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. That is big. Those numbers put him seventh most uh, passing yards in the league. Um, that's big. Mm-hmm. For somebody who supposedly is kind of a dink and dunk guy and he doesn't right. have a cannon, those are some pretty goddamn good numbers. Um, and in that comfy rushing floor, that safe, nuzzling rushing floor of his, you, you can't be mad at that. He's cleared 300 yards rushing every season. Mm-hmm. The improvement of the offense is going to be big. Gallup in his second year. The return of the immortal Jason Witten. Again, trash for your fantasy team. But for Dak Prescott? Mm, I like he. Yeah. I like he a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm sold on the Dak attack. And he didn't even bring up one of their biggest offensive weapons. Don't. Randall Cobb? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Randall Cobb. I have a Randall Cobb jersey. Is he a drastic improvement over Cole Beasley? Of course, I was talking about Zeke. I mean, come on. I mean, he yes. just he did a great job breaking out this last year and caught a ton of footballs. He did. Which is what you want out of your running back. Someone yeah. that can catch balls and yes. you can trust to stay on the field all three downs. Yes. And I think that was a little bit out of necessity because he didn't Partially, have Jason Witten. But they proved that, that he could do it. That's exactly right. I don't see that not continuing this year either. It just bolstered another, another option. Absolutely. The famine forced them And they have to a nuance offensive coordinator this year, so yes. their offense should be a little bit more creative and less vanilla than I'm it has been. I'm a little weirded out by Kellen Moore, I'm not going to lie, but I, I think it's going to... It's the weapons there that, that make that mm-hmm. motor run, so I'm not really concerned about that by any means. I, I don't have strong feelings, I guess, either way about that, but... If he can continue even close to what he's been doing so far, it's stupid where he's being drafted. Absolutely. 100% with you. Well, then let's move on to the running back. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to start us off here? I mean, I just gave that really well, passionate if, if, speech if you need Well, if you need to have a sip of beer and, hold on. and recover, I can hold do on. the talking here first. That'll translate well. <laughs> I thought it would be perfect. So, my running back 
which I have to say, I also love this pick as well. I was sad when I saw it on here since you hit the show sheet before. I, I got did. to it first. So I did. I, was, I got my pick of the litter. This probably would have been my pick, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. So. Well, suck it. <laughs> because Devonta Freeman is my drinking buddy, my running drinking buddy. Look, it was just a short season ago, Devonta Freeman was still going as a running back one off the board. Now, not so much. Devonta Freeman has the same injury concern built into his group as somebody like Leonard Fournette. It's, it's baked into his ADP, and it doesn't make sense. Devonta Freeman had those injuries last year. And I understand that. And I know I've also often wavered on what the description of a injury-prone guy is. But here's something that enlightened me. Okay, and you can take this as a small victory because I've fought against this for a bit. But I am fully on the side of, of you now. So enjoy that. The only three games he missed in his career before last year were due to concussions. Yes. Mild concussions even. But I know the concussion, concussion concern is real. That was a tongue twister there. That was, but you executed it oh, supremely. Thankfully. I know that that is a concern. That is a legitimate concern. But like you said, it's his other. He hasn't had other injuries. He's not injury prone, quote unquote. Right. He hasn't had any other injuries that have forced him to miss a game. Right. Okay. Maybe he's been dealing with some mild ailments. Every NFL player, news alert. Is yes. dealing with mild ailments. Yes. That's what comes with the game. So let me reiterate where he finished the last three years prior to this most recent season. RB1, RB6, RB13. Only once has he fallen outside of the top 12, and it was mm-hmm. just by a hair. He was a steal just last year mm-hmm. at his ADP. He is even more a steal now. And, I'm all about that Freeman love. Oh, God. Just just give it. Just inject it into my veins. Let me let me sit with it forever. Um, he's, he's at a third round and dropping. He's not even... He's not rising up the ranks with all of the, the training camp news, and I doubt you're going to see a lot of, oh, Devonta Freeman's really impressing. They're going to focus on the un... Uh, you know, the uninitiated guys, you're going to hear a lot of Edo Smith talk this year. You're going to hear a lot of my other guy, Quadre Allison talk, mm-hmm. Olison. Uh, you're going to hear that. You're not going to hear a lot about Freeman because he's done it. Which is great. He's done it. Great. I hope people aren't talking about him. I hope people are sleeping on him because I will take him in all the drafts. Gotcha. Especially if he keeps dropping. It's like, give me give me him at that ADP all day long. If he makes it to me in the fourth oh. round. Oh, without even... I'm going to tinkle. Smash except. In my It's just smash draft. It's not even going to be a thought in my mind. Tevin Coleman's gone. As much as I love Quadre, the other two guys there have not proven that they Mm -hmm. can do what Tevin Coleman did. It would not surprise me one bit if they leaned on Devonta even more. Mm Mm-hmm. So, who's on that Devonta Workhorse Express? This guy. This guy. Both guys. That's right. All right, so let's let's chugga 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 along over to your side of the hype train tracks here. Who are you blasting for your All running right. back? So my drinking buddy for a running back is Leonard Fournette. 
I know, might be a little surprising. More like Leonard 3 net, am I right? You know, because he took a downgrade, because he, he dipped. Stop, stop, he's, stop. Was it the numeric part that just threw all it of off? It. Okay. it was just all of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. All right, so as, as we stand right now, he is going as the 14th running back off the board, which isn't too bad. It's not like his value is super depressed right now. Uh, but I think people are sleeping on him. So he's going um, ADP of 30 overall, so about the 306. So early third, or mid-third, I should say. I don't think that's a bad value. Um, but I don't see that rising at all at this point either. I know after last season, people are sorely disappointed with him and have kind of lost all faith. Fair. But, Which is a fair assessment. It is. You can feel that. It is. So, last year, only played in eight games. Again, the disappointment. He ended up as the RB40. Again, not good. But, in eight games, he did have four hundred, just about 440 yards and five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he got his inside the goal line. Yes. And then, you know, people don't think he's a pass-catching running back. But he also had 22 receptions for 185 yards. Again, that's not world beating the Zeeks and the Barkleys and the Camaras of the world. But extrapolate that out over 16 games. That's not terrible. For reference, that is right around Joe Mixon. It's right between Joe Mixon and Duke Johnson. Right. For those numbers. And for a full season. And who was their quarterback last year? Wait. 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 Bortles. Are we going to start talking bad? About my man, Blake Bortles. Yes, we are. Okay, cool. I just wanted to. I just yeah. want to make sure. Uh, oh, I'm just stating the facts that he was oh. the quarterback. I'm not necessarily talking bad about him. There's no judgment in, in no. covered with that. Okay. But the year before that, you know, he's only going into his third year in the league, so very young. It's only going to be 24. It's weird. This year. He feels old. Right. Yeah. So his rookie season, he had over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. And over 300 yards receiving, which is what people got really excited about. I know his ankles are made of glass, and they shatter <laughs> at any given moment. But I feel like this is the year. I feel like he's been put on notice. You know, he was um, suspended for the one game or sat out the one game by the team for contact, you know, dementia, detrimental to the team. Right. Yeah, I think he's had his wake-up call. I, I feel like things are going to turn around this year. And, fun fact, last season, 36% of his carries, there was at least eight men in the box. So people... Which was number three overall in the league. Defenders look at Leonard Fournette much more favorably than the average fantasy football I, analyst looks at Leonard Fournette, is what you're saying. I feel like they could stack the box because they weren't afraid of Blake Bortles throwing the ball and, <laughs> and launching it downfield, whereas now we've got Nick Foles. Hopefully he... Whose stats are TBD. True. but Very true. But I feel like it's got to be an upgrade from Bortles, and he will force defenders to maybe step out of the box a little bit and defense, you know, actually the wide receivers downfield. So that's why he is my drinking buddy 
for the season. I dig. Do you, are you worried at all about John DeFilippo being there as a passing guy? No. No, okay. Not at all. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, then, do you want to lead us off with your wide receiver drinking buddy? Oh, absolutely. And I am... Who's going to be throwing you those Natty Ices? I am... Who are you going to be throwing the Natty Ices too, I should say? I am so excited about this. This is my guy. I have been on him all offseason. Yeah. I've drafted him in my newest Dynasty League. I've traded for him in a couple of my other leagues. I am all about this guy. I am 100% on board. I own him everywhere right now. It's Tyler Boyd. I am very excited about this. And this was even... Before the AJ Green news came out, oh yeah, where he's going to miss you know a few games. So That's right. I have to go back and adjust my uh, projections because this is going to bump him up even further. It's going to bump up. Now Absolutely. hold on, right before you get into what you've got to get into, you're not worried about those splits with and without AJ Green. No, nah, I'm not either. No, they paid the man because they know he is the he is the man. So to be the man, whoo, you got to be paid by the man. That's right. And he got paid by the man. So right now. His ADP is 64th overall, going the sixth round, 604. The wide receiver, 26. Wide receiver, 26. All right, last year, he was wide receiver, 17. I don't understand that discrepancy. Well, here's what it is. Math is really difficult, and people are stupid. So last Nailed year it. was his breakout year. Yeah. 76 targets, 108 receptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,028 yards, seven touchdowns, and average 13 and a half yards per reception. I mean, that is friggin' impressive. And he did it with garbage quarterbacks. Yes. That are even worse than Andy Dalton. Absolutely. Like I said, he just got paid. A.J. Green, you know, we already said he's he's already injured. He's going to be missing games to start the year. He'll probably get brought back even more slowly. A.J. Green is now injury prone in my book because it's been several seasons in a row now. Now, hold on. This wasn't even the uh, ankle that he hurt. This is a digression, but this is a separate foot. It was a dude landed on him. I wouldn't call him injury prone. Hold your horses. I'm just saying. All right, but continue. And like I said, he was just signed to a new four-year contract. Granted, probably not as much as he could have gotten had he went to the free agent market, but he got his money. He's paid now mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of team friendly, which is works out well for the team. So I am I am all about that Tyler Boyd. I think he's just being severely overlooked for his opportunity this season. I, I mean, I agree. I have a lot of Tyler Boyd and I have held on firmly. The only league I don't have Tyler Boyd in, the league that we're in together, mm-hmm. it really bums me out. And now I know I'm never getting him from you. No. Which is unfortunate. But I'm also okay with it. I shouldn't say never, because never... There's, there's always a possibility for a trade. Yeah, just don't act like it's going to be a reasonable trade. You just have to it's going to be for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a stupid asking price. Well, and I will not be paying it, sir. Um, but right. I am bummed, because I have actually Tyler Boyd and AJ Green in so many leagues. This one, I yeah. only want AJ Green in that. Here it is. Bite me in the ass. But it's okay. It's okay, because in this league of ours, I have my wide receiver drinking buddy. And who is this said wide receiver? Robbie Anderson. 
I thought that was going to be a lot quicker than it actually was. I apologize for the delay. I blame That's your Wi-Fi said. somehow. I, oh, <laughs> God damn you. All right. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, someone you have I take been my beating the drum for all off-season here. You have been very high on this guy, so tell me why. It's outrageous to some how high I've been on this guy. I don't want to beat a dead horse. So instead... You should never beat off a dead horse. <laughs> what if it's for, like, medical reasons? Nope. No? Still never. Okay, scientific experiments? Nope. All right, then fine. I will just beat on Robbie Anderson. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was fucking weird. Okay, so what? I've, honestly, what happened I said about Robbie Anderson? Yeah, I've told you millions of times it feels like at this point he was the wide receiver too behind DeAndre Hopkins during the most crucial part of the year, which was the fantasy championships. Okay? Here's what I haven't told you. What aligned with that giant upgrade in his production was the fact that he was finally on the field more he saw 95 percent of snaps during that time Ooh, that's the nice. rest of the season he averaged just over 70 percent that's nice he gets on the field he gets production that's that's math even i can do and i can get behind so what's more impressive is that robbie anderson has constantly been on the verge of of being a high-quality fantasy asset mm-hmm. basically since he got into the league, and he's done it again with garbage quarterback play. He's never had a quarterback who's been able to stay healthy. It's always, you're in this week, you're out this week, you're in. You can't build rapport that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. So let me tell you what his average full-season pace has been when he's been playing consistently with a starting quarterback, any starting quarterback. 62 catches, 1,000 23 yards and nine touchdowns. That is a great stat line. That's nice. Now, he should finally have that consistency at the quarterback with Darnold. Here's hoping. And Darnold looked great with him coming down the stretch Absolutely. last year. Absolutely. Looked good. If we can finally be behind and beyond the Josh McCown years and whatever other backup years, I think this looks really nice for him. The issue with a lot of people with Robbie Anderson is Adam Gaze. Because Adam Gaze is notoriously just bad. I think that's right. Fair. He's bad. But he hasn't always been bad. He's proven that he can sustain high-level wide receivers. His year as the OC in Chicago. Alshon Jeffrey was on pace. And I know it's Alshon Jeffrey in his prime, right? He was on pace for 167 targets, 96 receptions, 1,400 plus yards and seven touchdowns. So, hey, he proved he could do it. Now he went to be the head coach and then everything tanked when he was in Miami, but did it? Not really. I mean, he sustained Jarvis Landry. Granted, they're two separate types of players. Mm -hmm. Landry is the short slot, take it two yards guy. Robbie Anderson is the extreme opposite. I'm gunning downfield. But... Gaze has already talked about wanting to create more diversity in Robbie Anderson's routes. He wants him to be the underneath, intermediate, and downfield play Ooh, instead package. of just the, hey, run that way, man. Uh, I like that. I also like that the Dolphins did finish fourth in total passing plays in 2017 when he was the head coach. Mm-hmm. So we know it's possible that he can lead a pass-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just the personnel. Maybe it was some other issues. Maybe it's him just generally being a wang. I don't know. But it gives me great uh, solace that Gaze is able to do that. So I went ahead because I'm a stats dumb fucking nerd. 
I said, all right, let's use Adam Gase's averages when he's been the offensive coordinator. I excluded the Peyton Manning years because all you right. have to. That's fair. Because you have to. But otherwise, I gave him the average of the Gase's leading uh, receiver, and I gave Robbie Anderson's averages for his yards per reception, his catch percentage, whatever. Here's what I have him projected as. 142 targets, 77 receptions, and 1,100-plus yards. I'm taking that shit every single year. And throw on 7-9 touchdowns, which I think is easily within his grasp this year. I really do. And and you're looking at top 15 easy. So give me my Robbie. How many touchdowns? 7-9. Uh, okay. What do you have him standing out as? I'm curious. I've got, I've actually got him. He's my wide receiver 26, as it currently stands. Too low. <laughs> but I've got him for 70 receptions, 105 Ooh. targets, Ooh. only 1,010 yards. So I'm a little low on the yards. Fair. But nine touchdowns. There you go. So I will tell I mean, we're close. We are close. And we're again, close. you know, that's where it's, that's the number projection 26, like mm-hmm. the actual point spread between 26 and. The gap. You know, 15 is like 10 points or something. So it's not like it's super far out of the realm yeah, of possibility. there's a few fingernails yeah. in between those stats. Absolutely. That's really all it is. No, I dig I it. I like that. I, I dig like it. it. Anyways, I'm done now for all a right. while talking about Robbie Anderson, I promise. Until the first game, and then I'm just going to say I told you so. Oh, of course. Bit. I'm going to be the most obnoxious person you've ever seen. Get ready. All right, do you want to talk about what is probably our least favorite thing to talk about out of these categories? I suppose. But we'll try and give it some extra pizzazz to really sell it. Yes. Let's talk tight ends. Tight ends! Is that more pizzazz? Oh, your spirit fingers were a little lacking. Well, I like jazz hands, oh. per- personally, instead of spirit fingers. See, this it's is the maybe thing. the biggest golf in our opinions <laughs> that we've experienced all podcast long, so... Uh, you want to talk about your jazz-handed tight end here? Yes, let's do it. I am all on board. And again, someone I am targeting anywhere I can right now is Austin Hooper. What is not to love about this guy? He the finished, Hooper finished as the tight end six last year. Tight end six. And I get outside the top three people considered a dumpster fire. But tight end six is he's the trash on the very top of yes. that dumpster fire at least yes and right now he's being drafted 109 overall 1001 first pick of the 10th round as the tight end 11 the tight end 11 yeah that's wild coming off of a tight end 6 season granted his you know I'm going to read off his stats here they're not super sexy which again tells you how much of a dumpster fire tight end wasteland it is yeah but 50 receptions on 72 targets, 610 yards, and four touchdowns. That's not impressive whatsoever. And he was the tight end six. But, I mean... So, I see... (laughs) I can see his receptions going up. I can Uh see his yards going up a little bit. But I can really see the touchdowns increasing. I feel like the touchdowns was... As, as they say, there's going to be some positive regression for touchdowns this season. Yeah. I, I hate that phrase very much, I but I understand the concept. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's going to increase. So, some other things to think about yeah. is he's only going into his fourth season. 
I know it feels like he's again he's been around forever, but it's only his fourth season. This is the prime tight end breakout age. It usually takes three, four seasons or so for tight ends to break out. And get this, he's only twenty four. He's only yeah, twenty four. Weirdly young. Like he's super young yet. Did he join the NFL when he was in junior high? Apparently. Okay. I, I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny that, but... Well, neither can the NFL, like because that would be against some serious child labor laws. And one last little fun fact here. Yeah. His stats all across the board have increased every year he's been in the league. Say what? His stats every year have increased he's been in the league. So he's progressively getting better and more involved in the offense. And I expect that trend to continue this season. I like that. I like that a lot. So who is your last drinking buddy here? You know what's crazy? I'm going to throw an audible in there. What? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this all goddamn day. Not really, but it sounds dramatic when I say it that way. I'll tell you, listeners, I've had Jordan Reed slotted in this since I first opened up our show doc and put that son of a bitch down. But... Know what I noticed looking at this list? What's that? Not a single Homer pick in sight. And I am going to remedy that right now. Slotting him out for Jimmy Graham. That is not smart. For Jimmy Two Steps. You know he got injured today. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, all right. Yep. I am going to... Uh, it's, it's a nothing injury. All right. Um, also, I feel like... Can I, can I just make a brief comment that every time somebody leaves the field on a cart or has to be attended to on the sidelines, it is not a career-threatening season-ending injury. We saw people go off the field and literally two plays later come right back on the field on that same cart. Calm down. It's a long off season. Oh no, absolutely. I was just I wasn't fun. sure if you were aware of the news coming out of camp today. I do appreciate you having my, my back on that. Maybe I just want I'm I'm trying to make you look foolish. You like to but instigate. it's not working. You like to instigate. I do. No now look, hey, if obviously if this comes back and it's something really truly severe and he's gonna miss time, then I will adjust accordingly. Okay. But going into this right now, assuming full health, I am all aboard Jimmy Graham. Because it's dumb. It's dumb what has happened to him. His ADP before this news even came out. Before this bit o news came out, mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham was being taken as the tight end 20. Just last year, at this same time, he was being taken as the tight end 4. Well, Why? I mean, I wasn't taking him as the tight well, end 4. Well, neither was I, but the world was, Dustin. The world was. So why has the world turned their back on Jimmy Graham? Well, he was bad last year. He wasn't good. He looks washed. Jimmy Graham looked washed four years ago, but people have still been taking him super high. And he's occasionally done you right. Here's here's some things to keep in mind about his last season. Aaron Rodgers threw for a career-low touchdown percent last Mm -hmm. year since he's been, been a starter for the Packers. Jimmy Graham also broke his thumb in Week 10. Before week 10, he was on pace for 59 receptions and 780 yards. That's not too shabby. For reference, your boy Austin Hooper had 660 yards, right? That didn't sound sexy. 780, on the other hand, 
That's getting nearer Jared Cook levels. He had a better yards per reception and a better catch percentage than he had the year before. And I'm just going to say it. There's no way Matt LaFleur can be worse for tight ends than Mike McCarthy was. It's physically impossible. I don't it is know statistically impossible, but impossible. Yeah, it's it's so highly unlikely. A second year in the system, we know it takes Rodgers some time to gain trust with any receiver, even a very established, very veteran uh, receiver like Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. So, why this giant golf all of a sudden? It's just recency bias. It's just he was gone for the last half of the season, the last few games of the season when he had his broken thumb. Relax. If he comes to me at the, if what's going to happen is I'm going to punt the position in the draft. I'm just going to do it. And then in the last round, I'm going to take him or Jordan Reed, my other guy. Who is uh, I'll say he won't be there in the last round of our redraft in league. In our league, unfortunately not. <laughs> he will not be there, and you know this. Because we have the homerist of all homer leagues, yes. and he'll probably be gone in round three. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I bet you he's gone in like round two. Tennis. I bet I I could imagine him going by round eight. That's how ridiculous yeah, our league is. Honestly, yeah, I, I would think. Yeah, it's but fair. to be fair to our league, I think they would be closer to where he should be drafted than what the consensus is right now. I truly do believe that because it's if you're a league that takes a tight end early, right? Let's get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. If you take the onesie positions earlier, then it's a little bit silly. He was going in the fifth round, beginning of fifth round last year. Eighth round this year would make sense to me, given all the things that I just said. Mm-hmm. And I anticipate some progression or statistical regression, especially in the touchdown columns. Yes. Again, he Aaron Rodgers threw 25 touchdowns. That's like nothing, nothing for him. For him. <laughs> it's, it's insultingly low, honestly. If he jumps up an extra 10, which would be easy. Absolutely. Um, and half of those go Jimmy's way. Yeah, you're looking at a top eight tight end, which again, maybe it's not the sexiest thing, but if you don't want to spend your draft capital in the middle rounds, take Jimmy. Absolutely. Jimmy do you good. Okay. How do you feel about this? I feel great. I'm so excited. Now I just want to see it all play out. I know. I want to hit the fast forward button, but I know I shouldn't because there's a lot of summer left. Let's revisit this in the off season. We'll go back. In the next offseason? Yeah, this next offseason. Okay. We'll revisit. We'll go back and see what we got right and what we got wrong. Air our yeah. dirty laundry yeah. or tidy, all, fresh laundry. Yeah. We're all about transparency here. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I have no problem admitting when I'm the I, invisible I, man. When I screw something up here or have a wrong take. So let's do that. Let's plan on revisiting after the fantasy season's done. Perfect. We'll, we'll have a recap episode here on, on some of these things and. See what we did good. That's right. And Hopefully it's all good. I hope it's very much good. I could see it being a uh, 30-70 split. <laughs> In the fact that I might get one wrong and you will just get all of them wrong. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know we share a lot of the same guys. Yes, absolutely. All right. This was so, a great time. Yes. Anything else you want to add here? Not a goddamn thing because it was so perfect already. All right. Well, as always... Find us on the Twitter machine in the Twitterverse at Drinking Fantasy is our podcast you. site. You can find <laughs> us or you can find me at FF Dusty Dog on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. As always, shoot us a DM. 
drop something into our uh, mailbag. We'll answer questions on air. Drop a virtual log. Uh, also, for any potential advertisers out there in the brewing world, feel free to email us at, at dtffpod at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, we are just very exciting. Going to be starting a little bit of sponsorship mm-hmm. uh, opportunities happening here. So please feel free to reach yeah. out, recommend breweries that you would like us to try. Mm-hmm. Any beer that you uh, yourself have been smitten with and you want to give us, uh, uh, want us to give you a review. Absolutely. Feel free. Absolutely. You know, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. We appreciate it. And as always, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. And send us beer. Cheers, FFers.